You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Kick off the show here. We're agreeing! Welcome, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the Mafia cast. I am your host, of course, Papa Ron, joined by my two good friends. Casey and Mike, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Back, back. Another tough week. <laughs> tough week for another, us Bills fans, huh? Another one. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Casey, how are you? I haven't heard anything from you yet. Not bad. I actually just had my uh, last day at my current job, uh, taking a little bit of time off next week and then going and starting a job with a significant pay increase the day after Thanksgiving. So excited about that. Changes in my life, changes in Bill's lives. You know, there's <laughs> a lot a lot going on right now. You know what we have in common right now? Today was my last day at my current uh position. We'll put it that way. As really? of Monday, I started a new new yeah, Monday I started a new position. Same same place and everything, but just step up and, you know, pay and responsibilities and all that fun stuff. So see, every, Mike, see everyone, we may we may do this podcast, but we still don't know everything about each other's lives twenty four seven. So it's one of you know we're not fully married yet. We're still dating. <laughs> we're, we're I know more about cases than rounds. Well, you know, well, there's a couple of miles that separates uh, me yeah. from the two of you as well. So that's part of we're, it. We're like a coastal uh, <laughs> show here. So. Um, yeah, promotion King, Emily, I'm not so sure about that, but I will say I, I've only, only been at where I'm at right now for, for four months. Um, so I was told that I, I, I took, I'm moving up faster than anybody in, in history. So I'll take it. Uh, right. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Good so, for you, Paparon. Yeah. Um, thank you. So Mike, what are you doing though? Like anything new with you job, um, anything what's going on when are you going to Vegas? We no. talk- <laughs> I don't know. We, we still do talk about that. We we are gonna we are gonna link up, but we are gonna make that Vegas trip. You know, in the, in the next I don't know year or two. Who, we'll have a great time. I think it'll be fun fun to meet up. Yeah. So, um, are we gonna good. tell everybody what Vegas trip actually means, or I'm gonna, gonna leave that to Mike? Secret. Well, I am. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Who, who knows what it means? We we got to get there first. <laughs> I forgot All she right. listens to the show. Yeah, more more to come on the Vegas trip uh, in a year or two. Our our listeners will probably forget if it's two years from now, but okay. They don't care about my life. They don't even care about the team right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. So with that, let's jump into this. Big changes this week. I think a lot of people kind of felt it was coming. I think after – most people, if you listen to the show or if you know me, you know I've been kind of – you know, defending Dorsey to an extent more so not because of, I believe in his offense, but because more so I believe that it's more on the players to execute the plays are being called. But after that game against the Broncos, you, you, you felt it coming. Am I, did you guys feel it that way or? I was shocked, honestly. I mean, I, I know we, we talked about it. I mean, I don't want to say completely shocked. I mean, cause we did, we touched on that and a lot of people were, talking about it obviously but 
I, I didn't think, I mean, it was the game for me where I like lost all my hope for the bills because they really crushed <laughs> it. Man, I, I was hanging on so tough. I'm like, we got this. And now I'm just like, man, dagger. But yeah, yeah, it, it was a little shocking to me. Honestly, I didn't think they were actually going to do it. And they and they did. And I'm kind of a little relieved, but I'm I don't know how much it's going to help, you know, so I'm just hoping it lights a fire, you know, and that this you know, shows, you know, this is, this is serious. You know, someone just lost their job over this. So, <laughs> you know, someone gets fired yeah. at your job, you're not, and it's, and it's, maybe it's your, you had something to do with, you know, whatever would happen, <laughs> happen. You're like, oh man. Yeah. You shape I, I do wonder about like the, the, the mentality right now at one bill's drive because, uh, and Josh even said that he does feel responsible for it. Um, and he made the comment that it hurts. I, it's got to be hard to be a quarterback in this league and your coach gets fired because your offense that you are the head guy of like the, the, the face of the franchise isn't getting it done. It's gotta, it's gotta be hard. Um, you know, hopefully he can step up and we can move forward. Um, Casey, what do you think about this move? So, I mean, you, like you said, you've been the one that's been defending Dorsey this year, you know, and, more so trying to put the blame on the players. And, I mean, we all see it. I mean, he he doesn't fumble the football. He's not the one that, you know, is making the bad, poor decisions with Josh, like that Josh is making and throwing interceptions. He's not dropping the ball, letting go through his hands like Gabe. But he's putting – he was putting those these guys into the positions to where it could happen. No, I, I understand. You know, like it, he can only control so much. But – like it, it was like I last year I was the one, I was the one that was always like our offense. You know, on paper it was fantastic, and we were number two in this, number one in that, number two in this, top, top five in that. But I I was the one that kept saying I was like, but look at it, and like it didn't look right. It didn't. It didn't. Nothing flowed. It it looked blocky. It looked like we had to try for every single thing we. I mean, except for the Titans and the Rams game, but that's. You know, first year with a new offensive coordinator, you know, teams don't necessarily know what to scheme for. And just like this year, the first, like, well, not first, but a couple of early games, we were high flying. We had a couple new wrinkles. But I mean, to the eye test, again, like nothing since has looked right, has looked smooth, has looked like it's like just natural to the guys. Like they looks like they everybody has to think about what they're doing, and they shouldn't be thinking at this point. They should be reacting and playing football. So right. I I'm not surprised. I'm not saying I'm glad somebody lost their job, but I'm not surprised that this has happened. And I I kind of questioned the move coming in, and I don't hate it i don't hate the fact that he's gone i'm surprised by the timing of it that they really did do it mid-season but after last i mean after the last game it's inexcusable yeah yeah i i do agree i actually wrote about it last week prior to it happening that uh making a mid-season change doesn't make a lot of sense unless it's you know, they bring in somebody that's already on the staff to call plays, which that name being Joe Brady. But what people may not realize about Joe Brady is he has less offensive coordinator experience than, than Ken Dorsey by game, albeit that that Broncos game was the tiebreaker, essentially. And, and Dorsey has 29 games under him as opposed to uh, Brady with 28. Um, when he was with LSU and he had Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde edwards Hilaire on that offense, arguably one of the greatest offenses in college football we've ever seen, but he wasn't the OC. He was the passing game coordinator. He was the QB coach, or I'm sorry, receivers coach. So and how QB's much coach. he, yes, he was uh, a QB's how coach. Much, how much all that played into the LSU Tigers offense and how much he input he had, I mean, who knows? Um, but he also has some experience with um, Sean Payton and his offense. So we'll see what happens. I'm with you though. I can't say that I'm necessarily like I got there. I had no ties with with Dorsey. There's no emotional attachment. I don't care. Oh, well, that sounds sounds terrible. It doesn't matter to me who's in the position as long as the team is successful. 
Like everybody Agreed. wants, well, I don't say everybody, but a lot of people want McDermott out. I don't think that's the right move. But again, if it means the team being successful, okay, fine, whatever. But because uh, obviously you're not going to fire Josh Allen. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. We're, we're not getting rid of Stefan Diggs. We're not, the players are not going anywhere. Um, yeah, Gabe might. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. after right, the quick, season, after quick the season. Quick vote, quick vote. Thumbs up, thumbs down. How do we feel about Gabe leaving? After the season? Yep. Well, yeah. So as we, I'd like to get something for him. You can't. Well, this, he's on be, a contract. Would... This is his final year, so oh, he's right. either a free yeah. agent signing elsewhere or we're going to extend yeah. him. So what do you think? Um, we could save a little money with with him. I, yeah. I'm, I'm I don't sorry. think it would kill this team. I'm kind of out on Davis at this I mean, point. I think I've seen enough. He's, there's there's some key moments that he let us down. I mean, we, we wouldn't be missing much there. Uh, I think it'd give an opportunity to someone else. Yeah. Because now so we're talking we, about this. This is the actual players who's who are missing catches. You know. So like what would your guys' plan be for? What would your guys' plan be for number two next year? Are you going after? Draft. Are you draft? I was going to say, are you going after a free agent trying to free up cap, or are you going in the draft and young? Well, I, draft draft. For me. I, I think you explore all options. You know, you maybe add a few. There are kind of free there agents. are some big names out there in free agency this year. You know, people like T. Higgins, but he's not right. going to accept number two money. No, well, he's, he's proven and he's proven that he can yeah. be a number one. But the only argument teams can have is look at your injury history. He's he tends to miss a couple of games every single year he's been in the league. So it's one of those things to where he might not be able to get top top money. But you know, if we can swing, if I mean, hell, we were able to swing six years, hundred sixty million dollars to Von Miller in a year when we had what, like two million dollars in cap space. I won't, wouldn't be shocked if Bean wanted to go that route. But I'm with Ronnie on this. I, I think you got to go draft. I mean, look at the production that young wide receivers have been having in the league recently. I mean, yeah. Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that—that's a scary duo. That's scary, you know. Yeah, and they're yeah. both on rookie contracts. You got to have right. that pick, and you, and you got to hit on it too. Well, yeah, but you look at uh, Tang Dell over in Houston. He's having a really yeah. good season, and this class, this year's class of rookie receivers, was not expected to be as good. Right. Like, <clears throat> but it's turning draft, out to be fantastic. About, yeah, they were like, "Oh, this is." more of a depth wide receiver class. This isn't your high end guys yet. They're putting up some pretty good numbers on the, on the field right now. So I think if Buffalo goes to the direction of the draft for me, it's because of the money. Um, I think, yeah, there, I think there's talent there. This year's class looks like it's going to be a really good one too on paper. Um, but you're already paying top dollar for Stefan Diggs. You're paying top dollar for uh, Josh Allen. You still got the contract with Dawson Knox, Tredavious like, White. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just too many big contracts for them to be able to go out and get a big name wide receiver right. like a T. Higgins or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you spoke of Dawson Knox. I actually went and looked at his contract. He's another one we can't get rid of. There's just too much mm-hmm. dead money locked up in him next year. So there's a lot going on. Uh, Roy talked about. How I want to bring this up again because uh, he says I think Brady will be one of many that will be interviewed for the position of seasons. And I do agree a uh, little, um, I guess a little plug here. I'm actually working on an article at right now. that's going to highlight some of the potential um, coordinators that Buffalo might hire next year. I do think ultimately this is Brady's job to lose. I think if yeah. he goes out there and he quote unquote fixes the offense, it's mm-hmm. his, I don't hands down. But if they continue to struggle, that's going to be a problem, and I think they look elsewhere. But um, do you think they'd accept my Madden ratings as like a, for like a, my resume? Definitely, it's pretty good up there. I was in the top seven percent last I checked. <laughs> Since Dorsey's been fired, I, I changed up how I've been calling plays, and I think it's, it's true. Better. It actually is true. Yeah, he has done I've, that, I've and it's really funny. Improved my game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I have to admit, everybody talking now. about the whole, <laughs> talking about the Madden thing. I have to admit, I'm, I'm almost like I don't know what what do they call it, a, a prisoner of the moment. Like, 
back when I first started watching the Bills, it was all about the no huddle and, and the K gun and everything. Yeah. Uh, at least later on. But um and I kind of like gravitated towards that. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This offense is great. But then over the years, we've seen Buffalo kind of transition into more of this uh, rushing attack with with we had Marshawn Lynch for a while and Fred Jackson and and Willis McGahee and Travis Henry and all these mm-hmm. guys like, oh, we got to run the ball. We're a great running team. And now you got Josh Allen like, oh, we need to throw the ball. <laughs> so, But we need again, to rush it too. We do. But kind of going back to what I said a while ago, I don't care how they do it. Just freaking win. Like get the points that you need to win the games. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's pretty. Just win the freaking games. Whatever is going to be successful, that's what I want. I, I'm not – I'm just not locked into one particular style over another. Like, yeah, it's fun to watch Josh Allen sling the ball, but if it's James Cook getting 150 yards a game, it's going to, what, it's going to what? It's going to get us wins. Let's do it. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, it's the old take, like, take what they're giving you. You know, if they're playing, they're sitting back, you know, they're playing light boxes, run it down their throats until they yeah. start on, until they start honoring that and playing, you know, with an extra guy or two in the box. And that's when you can take advantage of you know, not necessarily going, having to go deep, but being able to play more, playing, playing against more man defense and using the athleticism of Diggs and even Davis to you know, get open. You know, that's that's when we've seen this offense play really well is when we get to play against man defense. We've seen, like, mm-hmm. the receivers and Josh both struggle against zone. Yeah. I, this is – if you get a chance – I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to it. I actually listened to it on the way home today from work. Um, so, we, I think most Bills fans know that Dan Orlovsky talks a lot about the Bills and, and kind of – um, and what's wrong with the offense, right? Well, today I listened to the Kurt Warner piece talking about basically the same thing. They both have differing opinions, though. Orlowski's saying the offense is, is basically broken. Josh Allen is not broken. Um, Dorsey needs to be more creative. He needs to do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And then today I listened to the Kurt Warner piece. It's almost the exact opposite, saying that he, you know, he's not saying that Allen's broken, but there are plays that Allen is not hitting. He's not hitting the open guy. Whatever Dorsey's calling, there are guys getting open. Allen is not hitting them. Not all the time, obviously. Allen still goes out and makes some great plays. But there are moments when, for whatever reason, he elects not to go with the easy guy that is open. He hesitates for whatever reason. He's too late on the throw, whatever the case may be. And so, to me, I don't want to say Dorsey's a scapegoat because I think there was more to it than just play calling. I think there was more behind the scenes that nobody's aware of that was happening. Maybe some conversations that were taking place and this need change need to be made. But Maybe players only the, meetings. Yeah. I think at the bottom, at the end of the day though, this is a cumulative issue. This is everybody is, a, is the issue. It's the drop passes. It's the play calling. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the fourth and one decisions to go for it or not go for it in the case that we've seen yeah. as well, um, which is on, on McDermott. It's the decision to challenge a first down play reception, which it would not have made a difference and cost you a timeout two weeks ago. <laughs> it's the, it's the throwing the deep ball and the double coverage and getting an intercept. It's, it's all of these guys. I mean, it's all the offense. Let me put it that way. The defense, and I put this. They're doing the you know, best they can. Yeah, exactly. And it's that's fantastic. that's where I do applaud McDermott. They're the only reason the game was that close. And they're the yeah. only reason we have any chance in any game the last five weeks. And yeah, that's right. with what? Exactly. Four, four to five starters missing a game? Yeah, yeah. 
So let me ask you guys this, because this is something I was thinking about for the last couple of days. You watch these games. The defense is playing well, especially considering how well they're under undermanned. The special teams has been an issue. Offense has been an issue. This wasn't a problem in the past. McDermott is now, during the games, having to focus on the defense. Do you think that's maybe part of the issue? Is he his attention is not on the team as a whole, and now maybe the offense and the special teams is kind of suffering a little bit because of that? And do you think that maybe next year we need to bring in an, an actual D.C.? Go ahead, I mean, Mike. It, it can't help. I can't I help or can't hurt. It, it can't, it, I don't think it's, it, it can't, it, it doesn't help the situation that, you know, you're, you're basically doing the work of two people, right? You know, it, it has to take some sort of focus away. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've even thought of, I, I my just, mind's been all over the place this week. Yeah, I've even I know, right? <laughs> thought of uh, McDermott being the DC and bringing a new head coach. I don't know. Um, Because you know how people were. I've were heard dumb. that one. Yeah. I don't think but, he would do it, but. No, I, I don't. Not a chance I, in hell. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you yeah. take a demotion when you can leave and go get another head coaching job somewhere yeah. else? Guarantee, all guarantee these, you, he would get all these possibilities. One hundred percent. Definitely think you know we we definitely need an addition to the staff. <laughs> yeah, because I I just think I I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but special teams hasn't really been much of an issue with this team in in a while. Like not just counting this year, but years past, they've always been pretty solid. And and yeah. except and kick returner. Uh, yeah, except kick and except kick and returner, and that that was only an issue when we. Uh, oh, I'm gonna forget his name now. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, after we <laughs> lost him, is when it became an issue. But before then, yeah. I mean, we had one of, if not the best special teams unit in a long time, and it seemed like in the beginning of this year, special teams unit was coming along, and like it was like back, kind of back on track. You know, we were doing it was all right. It was it was playing well. Here we are again, you know, struggling and everything. The Jills. No. Yeah. If they if they bring back the Jills, that means we lose the Buffalo Stampede, and we do not want to lose the Buffalo Stampede. <laughs> no, we don't. For the they newer newer Bills fans out there, the Jills are basically the, the Buffalo Bills cheerleaders, and that's what they were called was the Buffalo Jills. Uh, they were – gosh, it's been a while since that was a thing. Like probably I, decades I, plus. I yeah. truly don't have a memory of Jills. No, it's I been a long show, time. That it's probably you. been 10, 12 years. At least. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's, it's been, been in much y'all's lifetime. I know it's that. Been, but, it's yeah. been I much do, longer than 10, 12 years. I remember years, the whole controversy I'm, thing in the I'm yeah, 20 or whatever. So that would put it at 18. And I've been going to games since I was 18. And I've never seen the Jills. So it must have happened when, I mean, I was young. I don't know. Someone's uh, gonna have to look. Yeah, yeah. I'm on it, boys. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you let us know when you Keep find it. Um, let's talk about the, where the Bills are standing right now, though. Uh, mm. We'll move on from the Dorsey and, and Joe Brady conversation. Uh, I'll just add this really quick, though, as far as Brady goes. I have a level of excitement for this game this weekend, uh. only because of the unknown, like. I don't expect any sweeping changes because it's <laughs> too early in the, frozen. in the middle of the season. Uh, he's not frozen, but he's just found something that's interesting. So uh, <laughs> we're going to break away for some breaking news because Casey's got something to say. Yeah, They were dissolved in 2014? Thank you. My God, am I old. Ten years? I told you it's about 10 years. Yeah. I felt Mike like Mike and I when I, I moved to Rochester around 10 years ago. So I feel like it was around that time when I was starting to go to more Bills games that uh, I, I feel like it was sort of relevant, the whole thing where they, where they dissolved um, the Jills. So I do remember that, you know, from like when I just moved around 10 years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of jumping back to what I was saying, as far as the level of summer for this game, it's simply because of the unknown. I don't expect a lot of changes, but I, I am curious to see how the game is called with um, with Brady in there. So, uh, yeah. Other than you that, kind of I do feel like book- there was. I know I'm, I'm. I was just saying, you know, we need more people on the on the coaching staff, obviously. But 
Do you think there was just too many uh, like opposing ideas or it's just not working in a cohesive manner? You know, we're all not agreeing. Our heads aren't, aren't all in the right space. You know, we're not, we're not working together. You know, the players meeting, trying to get that bonding, trying to bring, bring everyone together, you know, and get in the same state of mind. So I wonder if there's just, if there really was a, a conflict of ideas and, you know, they sort of just downplay it, you know, like McDermott's saying, yeah, you know, you know, Ken's the guy he's calling yeah. the plays. There's no question about it or whatever. You, so. you, by saying that there was, and I don't remember if I, we talked about this last show or not. In one of the press conferences, Josh Allen made the comment that I'm just running the plays that are called. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to me, that almost sounds like maybe he's not a hundred percent confident yeah. With what's being called, but you know, he's running what's called. Now we'd all be foolish to think that Allen doesn't have some input in the offense. Like he does, but so, so and because of that, I, uh, with you, I do wonder if maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect going on, maybe between Allen and Dorsey. <clears throat> I think the head coach or the coaching staff. I, I mean, I like to think they're on the same page and during Brady's press conference, I think today or maybe yesterday, he talked about the communication in this organization is is first class. He talked about this organization as a whole is first class from uh, Mr. Pagula all the way down. Everybody's on the same page. Uh, he, when asked about the play calling things, obviously he didn't get into any specifics, but it just, it did start to sound like to me that maybe, maybe Dorsey was losing the, the locker room. You hear about that all the time with coach McDermott or the, or the head coach position losing the, the locker room, right? I do wonder if maybe Dorsey was starting to lose the offensive lo- portion of the locker room. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying with the players only meeting. I mean, I think, I think this might be one of the very few times in history. There's been a player only meeting a game happens. And then the result of what we think the player only meeting was about happened. Yeah. You know, I think it was the players being possible. Like, we got to figure this out. We like, I understand like we're all frustrated you know, with the offense, you know, maybe there was the disconnect with Dorsey and they were like, we got to do what we got to do, man. Like it's, there's only so much we can do, but like, we got to do our best. And they, like, they put out their best and they're like, we don't know what to do anymore. Like we've done everything we can do. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've taken. I've taken away from Josh and this whole scenario is he's like, I'm playing as best as I could with the tools I'm given with the play calls I'm given. I don't think that he's been given the like the clearance to like I mean I understand I know he makes checks at the line yeah but it but doesn't seem like yeah it doesn't seem like he gives him the control to you know not necessarily I mean he can go from pass to run run to pass but it doesn't seem like he can go from a pat from a pass play to this pass play depend, depending on what he is seeing of the defense you know what I'm saying he might be able to hot he- root and, and yeah. such but it just never seemed in that and like in that sense that he's had that control yeah, yeah. and that's again yeah that's that's possibility uh we're, we're and again that's why i'm kind of excited about this game unfortunately it's against the jets who have one of the better defenses in football um they uh i saw a stat it was another podcast I was listening to this morning josh allen has I think it was 17 turnovers, nine touchdowns in six games against the Jets in his career. Yeah. Yet he's six and I'm sorry, 10 games, but he's six and four against them. Uh, I think we can probably put a lot of that on the fact that he's had to go up against um, Zach Wilson hmm. and uh, uh, that other guy from USC or <laughs> Donald. Dar- Mike Darnold. White. Yeah. Arnold. You know, Donald. Donald. What kills me with the turnovers? <laughs> yeah. What kills me with the turnovers, though, and, and Casey, I we uh, chat about this a little bit, is the fact that like, how many of these picks are tipped or off the receivers' hands, or you know what I mean, just not Josh's fault. I mean, he can, the stats a stat, and you know he is on the other end of the ball when it gets intercepted. But you know, if you if you take away that, I mean, is is there a stat for tip picks because he's he's got to have a lot of them. We we said uh, this. We had this nice exact was, conversation last year yeah. about right. the same player and another player that they let walk this past year in Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, he right. was the king of the tip pick last yeah. year. You no, know, he, he and Gabe were like it. It, it yeah. killed us. 
and like they finally they were like you know we you're a great locker room guy you know but like it like we finally had to like bite like bite the bullet and like break every fan's heart and let McKenzie walk and I I I see the same thing going on with Gabe Davis again this year to where I think we've gotten everything we can get out of Gabe Davis maybe somebody else is able to get more out of him and I hope they can I do like Gabe he's like he's a fun guy to root for but kind of what I'm brought about McDermott last week that maybe we've hit our peak with that player and with maybe the coach. And maybe now we're on like the downside, the downside of that and where the change, Hey, you, you you never know, man. I mean, if, if things don't change, I think if we end up eight and nine, nine and eight, I think McDermott ends up gone. Yeah. And that, I, and it's mainly, pre- I, I, and it's mainly just... pressure. If this was a situation where the team as entirety was struggling, like every aspect of this team was struggling, I'd be more apt to blame McDermott. But that's not the case. But every aspect of the team is struggling except his defense. But yeah, it's supposed defense. to be his that's entire team. It's supposed that's to why be I think, his entire team, though. Right, which is why I think maybe he brings in a defensive coordinator next year. Um, or, or maybe he doesn't, and maybe this is – a year where he kind of learns better how to manage both, uh, both roles. Um, I saw, I think it was yesterday, Frank Reich is taking over play calling duties in Carolina. He did it for the beginning of the season. Then he handed it over for a few weeks and now he's taking it back. So it's not out of the ordinary for coaches to do this. I think no, he can do know. it. I think maybe he needs this season to kind of, and then, you know, maybe going into next year, he has a better, understanding of how to do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, even if we're nine and eight, I don't think McDermott should go. That's just me. Yeah. If we go, I don't seven, necessarily seven games. Maybe <laughs> I don't necessarily think he should go. But if he is gone, like I zero shock. And the only reason why he will be gone is because of the pressure from the fans. Which is, you know, ninety five percent of every reason why every coach gets fired. Yeah, Roy, yeah. I just Casey and I chat about this a little bit too, and yeah, when you're throwing a five ten yard pass, you don't want to whip it, you know. But but then Casey brought up, you know, the Gabe Davis. He might have been twenty yards on the field, and you want to, you do want to zip that ball in there, and and we were, we were all hoping because we saw this from Gabe last year. We were all hoping he was going to make those improvements and be better this year. And he's done decent, but now we're seeing it happen multiple times again. Mm-hmm. I, in all fairness, he only has three drops uh, recorded three drops this year. Uh, now fans will look at uh, some and think, well, he should have had that, but you know, yeah. the stats people say, nah, <clears throat> you know, kind of like the, the, the Dawson again, Knox num- catch from a few weeks ago, where he had to kind of go down. It was a low pass. To me, he gets yeah. both hands on it. You should catch that. <laughs> oh, that's see, that's the whole thing to where numbers only tell part of the story. Yeah. Right. It go goes back to what the offense, you know, under Ken Dorsey has been. No, basically number two, the last, like since he was our offensive coordinator in, in the entire league, it still didn't look right. And everybody knew it. Everybody could see it. And it's kind of the same thing with Gabe. Like it's, it's something's just not right. Like it's just not clicking with him. And by clicking, I mean his hands clicking together. <laughs> right, but after right. last game, you could also say that for James Cook, right? No, I I I will be the biggest James Cook defender when it comes to last game. That was a that was incredibly idiotic for McDermott to bench him for the. <laughs> For the first fumble he's had since his first start in his, in the yeah. NFL, yeah, the first time. So what? And then everybody said it on was on Twitter. Oh, 
you're gonna you're gonna bench Gabe because of the interception now? Are you gonna like equal it out to James Cook? Yeah. It's true. If that's the way you're gonna do it, be consistent. Like give that kind of clarity. Clearly, it was like it was just something that he had with James Cook. I understand yeah. that Lucas Murray has been playing well this year. Was playing very well this past game. James Cook got benched for what a quarter and a half, and ended up with over a hundred yards rushing. His hmm. what first or second highest total of the season this yeah. year. Yeah, especially that hundred nine yeah. yards and twelve carries after he came back into the game. Um, Here's my issue. Like, I don't mind if a coach wants to hold players accountable and have some sort of punishment, if you will. But I don't think it's it works in the NFL. No. Because, to, to your point, if you're going to do it to the running back position, you, you probably should do it to the receivers too. If you do it to the receivers too, why isn't Josh Allen getting benched for throwing interceptions left and right? Yeah, exactly. So I think you set a precedence that you can't live up to because you're not going to bench Josh Allen because he made a mistake. So if you're not going to bench him, then I, to my opinion, you shouldn't do it to anybody on the team. Yeah. Pull him aside, like, look, man, you got to do better. For a, a series, a cup, and the maybe one, two series. Yeah. The yeah. one was Josh's fault too. Handing the ball off, he he let go of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If I I was I was on edge when that happened, and I was and I screamed at my tv if you bleeping uh bench him because of this i was like, i swear to bleeping god and i i was i was hot i was like he that was not his fault and i was waiting for i was waiting for mcdermott to just pull that chain back and he didn't thank god and thank god he didn't because again james cook in the defense the only reason why we're into this game yeah uh, Nick says McDermott overloaded himself. He's doing good as DC, but other responsibilities are falling off, yeah. affecting his decision making. That's kind of what we were just talking about. Is he trying to do too much? Um, Definitely need an offensive mind yeah. in there. I think. I, I mean, don't we'll know. See with if Joe that's Brady, necessarily... but yeah, I yeah. think with this situation, we're sort of just, you know, we're just cutting ourselves free a little bit from the current situation, and hopefully, they just set these guys free and let them play some backyard football or something. <laughs> It's kind of like they're at 500. There's eight and seven games left of the season. So basically, you know, like there, it's just basically at this point, it's a seven game season. What, you know, like, what can you do? They're like, they like, it's a clean slate. It's seven games after the season. You know, we're basically zero and zero at this point. What, like, Fire like fire Dorsey and let's get this offense revamped and re- basically restarted and jump started again. Yeah. What? Okay. <clears throat> I, <clears throat> excuse me. I was going to bring this up later and ask this question since you kind of go into the five and five thing. Um, w- w- do you think? Okay. What? How many games do Buffalo need to win from here on to make the playoffs? In y'all, in your opinion, I'll start with with uh, Casey. Um, because I'm hearing some people say 10, some people saying that's not going to cut it right now. We're, I believe in the eighth spot, eighth or ninth spot, um, at five and five. So what do you guys think? 10 is the bare minimum one or two. 10 is the bare minimum. 12 wins the division, uh, 12 wins the division because we have tiebreakers. Uh, over Miami, that's basically our only like shot at not winning the division, it's, unless we lose Sunday. And then if we lose Sunday, the the season is basically over. <laughs> I, I I hope people understand that. Like oh, we, we that put that puts it's, us it's behind not the, technically, but yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it it puts us out of the division basically. I mean, that puts us at one in what three or four, one in three in the division. No, we, we we can't do that. Yeah. If we'll be so we'll be that yeah, we'll be four games one win is still against the Dolphins. Yeah, but we're, we're only three, a game and a half back right now. And th- not of over overall. Oh yeah, so we're Behind a game Miami. and a half back. If but not if we lose this weekend, we'll be two and a half games back. You're assuming I don't, the Dolphins win. Assuming the Dolphins win. The Dolphins are playing yeah. the Raiders. I, yeah, I know. Who have won two in a row since their new coach? Listen, here, here's the thing. Okay. I mean, I get it. I understand. Like people are, are obviously down on the team. They're saying the season is over. 
what you're saying. Mathematically, yeah, I get it. It's probably not going to happen. But until but the season the is done, again. until the season is done, I'm not throwing in the towel because we've seen <clears throat> a couple years ago with the Rams, they did not win a game in November, and they went and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It happens. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot so, about that. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I, I don't know. I'm. I've seen a lot of football. Even if they do lose against the Jets, yes, I know it's going to feel like the world is is over, <laughs> um, and it most likely will be. But I'm just, I guess, maybe just an overly optimistic person. Then until you know who is singing, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still in. But uh, it, it'll definitely be some. It'll be a long week <laughs> if we lose <laughs> the Jets again. Roman's uh, right. It'll be a Bud Light for everyone. <laughs> yeah. The best, um, baby. Come on. Oh, that crap. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I feel good about this weekend, though, honestly. I do. I don't know why. but I picked anyway. them to win by double digits, so. No. I'm tally site. Well, I guess I just ruined our one of my score predictions, huh? We'll get to <laughs> oh, it later. That, that's okay. Uh, Mike, I'm going to let you take the tweet time. Ready to go. Oh, you're making me do this? <laughs> yeah. I just want to say thanks to Steve for tuning in. I think he's a new viewer. I shared on my Facebook page. And I know Steven from yeah. the racetrack. He's he's the announcer there. So he's he's good at this kind of thing. Uh, that we're doing shout here. out there. But, uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's reasonable with that. Uh, you know, lose two games. That kind of puts it out of sight maybe. Uh, six and one almost seems doable. We, we would be comfortable at that point, but hard to. I, oh, I don't think. Yeah. It's, it'd be tough. 11, that, 11 that's six. quite a run there. I think um, part of the the issue too is the the schedule. I think that's I why was, a lot of people are looking at this like, yeah, we're done. But I was going to ask know. if you guys wanted to go over the schedule quick because we go Jets at home, Eagles, Chiefs in Arrowhead, Cowboys, Chargers, who are like us, you never know which team you're going to show up for, <laughs> Patriots, and the Dolphins. So right off the bat, I mean, who How many? Who do you guys think we beat? I Yeah, I can't answer that. Like, because the Jets and Patriots already beat us. <laughs> we either... uh, Miami can't beat a team with a winning record, which we don't have right now. <laughs> so, God, we're screwed. <laughs> and then, I'm of course, st- Philadelphia, Kansas City. I'm not as scared of Kansas City as uh, no. in the past, but even still, it is Kansas City, and they're still finding ways to win. So, I honestly, Phillies. this team can be anybody in the league still, mm-hmm. but they can also go 0-7. Yeah. Oh, easily. If they went 0-7, I would be like, I'm back to my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it versus like Patriots that. again. Makes you feel young again. It would. I'd feel like Pitt Trent Edwards all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Obviously, I don't personally think we go zero and seven. But no, um, we need no. this. We need to show up on Sunday afternoon and and beat the Jets. It doesn't necessarily have to be in like resounding fashion. I don't think it needs to be forty two to nothing. But this team needs to get some confidence about themselves. Needs to get some of that swagger about themselves back. Um, and that's one reason. Well, okay. Well, we weren't going to talk about this, but since it kind of came up, Leonard Fournette, I think he brings something to this roster on game day that maybe we need. Yeah, we've got Stefan Diggs, who is a loud vocal leader, but this team has heard him be loud and vocal for four years now. Maybe we need somebody new that can be that way. Um, and, and Fournette, he's kind of that guy. Everybody remembers about the fight from a few years back. It's who he is, <clears throat> and maybe we need that. Uh, not even that. Just remember how hard, like, Mike, you probably didn't watch him at LSU. Ronnie, do you remember how hard that man run and ran in college? Oh, yeah. I watched him come to I was going to say, I watched him come to Cuse. And, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't seen hits harder than that from a running back. I mean, he is as physical as you want. He was their yeah. whole team. So it, when he played absolutely. You know, and, was, well, they didn't need anything else. Just get give him the ball and get basically get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like he we like Ronnie said, I agree with you a hundred percent. We need some physicality 
other than Josh Allen, your quarterback cannot be the meanest dog on the field on offense. <laughs> you know, I understand, you know, we have, we have Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins, but like Josh Allen is still the one that puts out the meanest hits on, on that offense, <laughs> you know, and stands up for the most people that, and that shouldn't yeah. be it. And but, I mean, kudos to him. But like, I, I agree with you. We could use, we could use another dog out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's jump back. There's a couple of questions here in the, the comment section we're going to get to, but I do want to jump back a little bit to, to the, the tweets um, or X, whatever you like you want to call it. This yeah. is something we kind of want to share. We did it we before. Formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> formerly <laughs> known as Twitter. This is something that when we first started this show, Casey and I, we did a section called tweet talk and we would share people's comments from Twitter based on, you know, some of the conversations we'd have on there or a question or whatever. So we kind of want to bring that back a little bit. Um, so I'm going to let uh, Mike go ahead and, and, and take this this little piece and, and you know hear what people have to say in the comments afterwards. Hey, this this is your tweet though, but I'm, <laughs> it I'll is it, it is. I'll get us started. You can yeah, you get it started. You 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 know I know what the order they're in. All of that. I loaded them up here. Um, so so here we matter. have the tweet. Uh, Ron tweeted this out. Yes, was it earlier today or yesterday? It was this morning. It was this morning, right? All right. So um asking, you know, the Bills have the new coach in Brady. What are you expecting? Good, bad, or worse? We're just trying to, you know, put a feeler out there, get everyone's opinions. So uh he put that tweet out, just trying to see uh how Bills Mafia is feeling about it. Um, we get different opinions here and there and uh trying to get a little chat going started on it. So uh so Ron asked that. We got a few responses here. We got Mick Breezy. Who was uh he says as a Bama fan, I watched Burrow at LSU go from being average at best in 2018 to the greatest QB maybe ever in 2019. Who joined the LSU staff that year? Joe Brady. There is hope. So I mean, yeah, that's a very positive way to look at it. I, I mean, I know people are saying he doesn't have a lot of experience, and you know, Joe Burrow's gonna do Joe Burrow. I mean, he's him, you know, no matter what coach he has. Um but you know that that does uh, build a little hope for us, um, yeah. And then you know you have your response there. <laughs> um, two years he's been in Buffalo, so you know kind of the other side of it. What what has he kind of really being a done? negative Nancy on this one? <laughs> no, but it's 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 more it's more realistic though because you know you're saying what has he done? You don't really know. Maybe he's kind of been overshadowed by Dorsey, and and now and now we're really going to find out. So I. Uh, the next slide here kind of just expanded that thread and, and the text is so tall that I, or small, I can't read it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but, but McBreezy, uh, he agreed with you. That's fair. Hoping a lot of mistakes are out of frustration. Um, no one seems to be open, which that, that's kind of, kind of arguable too. You know, we've seen them, uh, people be open and him yeah, not see it yeah. or, or not make that throw in time um, and extend the play. Um, but if Brady can mix up the, you know, maybe mix it up a little bit, the root trees and formations, maybe it'll help. He says, so, you know, he wants to see Hardy more involved too. So, so again, more, more with the hopeful and, and, and then, you know, you kind of agreed with that too. So I think we're all kind of looking, looking uh, forward to that, you know, something yeah, different. Yeah, and it, hopefully we just, we, we cut, I, I don't I don't want to say too much negative stuff about Dorsey because I, I think he does have a great potential, but um it's kind of cutting up the bad stuff we don't need right now. It's yeah. just not gelling here or or whatever the the facts yeah, are. Yeah, maybe Dorsey um, can catch on elsewhere and learn from this and and uh who knows, maybe one day he's a head coach. Right. And then you have the uh the more mediocre approach here from uh Pete B where uh not expecting radical changes, you know, just looking for a better management of the game or the plays we already have. Um, see Josh playing with less of an emotional collar on his neck. So like you said, maybe just, maybe just cutting us free, getting a little more, more relaxed and uh, moving the ball. And then of course um, you have everyone chiming in with the things couldn't be too worse. The year is over. Uh, you got people <laughs> yeah, saying a... we're seven and oh from here out. Not Josh expecting nothing. Defeated. Yeah. So this year's a walk. everything under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a comment from Nick. See that I want to throw up here because it's in relation to this. Got to say, uh, <clears throat> got to say better. The bills offense is at their floor scoring in the teens and low twenties, every game with Alan Diggs and all of this talent 
it's unlikely they get worse. Uh, that's yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, but yeah, let me get this ticker out of the way. I didn't realize that's going to be in the way there. <laughs> we can start with the first one. Uh, so here we have from MAF 43. Believe it will be better to an extent. Brady has the ability to take away some of the predictability. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, might be slight different. It's not going to be the same. It's just not going to be the same, you know. Um, yeah. Two back sets with Gilliam in play action, maybe. Josh under center, but how good? We'll see what he is able to bring. So, you know, throwing some new ideas out there, but still we got to wait and see. So we don't really, <clears throat> we don't really know exactly. Uh, what's going to go on and then and then you have 27 rings here talking about you know josh is no doubt having an off year but leads in total touchdowns you know imagine if he gets fixed and going again <laughs> gets fixed. um and he will and he will go this off this one was one of my favorites or, yeah. like let's look out let's fix josh now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know. he has too much testosterone is that where he needs to settle yeah. down is that <laughs> i don't know oh no, no that's idea, that's man. a funny it's... one though <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, so we do want to do this uh, kind of make, make this a, a weekly thing, just to get, share some more of the thoughts from the you know from Bill's Mafia uh, going forward. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, Casey, is there anything you, as far as some of those comments that you heard, you agree with, disagree, on par with? Well, just for starters, I am shocked that nobody that there wasn't a single swear word in any of the tweets that came up and that we had a sense or anything. So <laughs> kudos to you guys. I didn't. Neither, yeah. I didn't either until we were reading these and I was like, thank God. Like we have good quality people. I was like, cause this, that would have been really bad. It could have um, gotten, I mean, got bad. It's one of those things. I mean, how much can you fully change an offense in the middle of the season? not much. You can input new plays. I mean, they do that all the time, but you can't input an entire new playbook. They'll get hit. Brady will scheme up and, you know, he'll have a couple different formations, uh, players in different positions and like some, and like current formations, he's going to change little things. I think, and probably not necessarily do the exact opposite, of what Dorsey's doing, but I think probably I think we're going to see a little something a little bit more aggressive. We don't see many sh- vertical shots. I know I was begging all year for more horizontal passing, but we're not really getting horizontal or vertical. We're, it's kind of staying. Everything's kind of staying like at fifteen and under. So, like, and I understand Josh and Diggs have flourished at that yardage for the last however many years, but. Like it, 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 we aren't, we haven't been seeing these dig shots deep. We haven't been seeing Davis go like hit, like get the one on ones deep on the outside, even if it is against the cover three. They're still playing down, which just turns into into man defense if you're going high. So I, I expect to see a little bit of that um, this week, going like especially going against the Jets, really trying to challenge those corners. Yeah, yeah, sure. you know, it's funny you say more downfield. I remember when uh, Allen kind of like his breakout year, right? His third season in the league and firing the ball every which way and, and completing passes. And at first you're like, Oh God, Oh God. Okay. Okay. We're good. And then there came a couple of years where you're like, as soon as he let go of the ball, he like, knew it was going to oh. be something special. Now it's like, Oh God, Oh God. <laughs> it's like up and down, up and down. Like, can we just, get solid again and be consistent it's yeah that's so so lauren i i swear on my life this is true last year i would sit down and watch game i mean i sit in the same spot i'm very creature of habit when it comes to bills games i have my game day outfit i have my jersey rotation i sit the same spot i eat i tend to eat the same thing and i would sit there and watch games my wife would be watching it with me and as soon as they would snap the ball, and like I could tell it was a deep shot, I would be like, you got digs. Like, like as soon as they snapped the ball, I could see him beat him off the line, and I could see the shots happen. Like I would, I call it for it happened. She's like, how do you do that? And just thinking about it, there hasn't been a single time this year when I've like made the call. You got digs, and it's actually worked where they've connected on it. I mean, I can't truly think about it. Like think of a time 
when that happened. They've been more so like not lucky, but more so just an amazing play. Not where Diggs beat the coverage straight up right off the line and just beat had the guy beat deep and let Josh like Josh that two seconds he needs to load up and load that cannon and bomb it deep for him. Yeah. Yeah. I called it once yeah. at the Raiders game, but it was like an out route or something. It was short. <laughs> I'm like, there's Diggs. You did. You did. <laughs> Uh, let's hit um, on this one really quick uh, from Roy. Off-topic question: Why is Shakir returning kicks? I don't think he's doing very well. Why not have Hardy to kick? And I've seen both of them out there. I'll say they're both out there. Points. Yeah, um, even in the same game, I've seen them both. And yeah, I think Shakir's. I mean, I don't know. He's he's fielding the ball is fine. Um, he did return right. kicks and stuff here at Boise State, so he can do it, and he was pretty good at it. I, I do agree, though. I think maybe that's more Hardy's thing uh he is obviously faster quicker and everything but shakir i think he has i think they just trust him at this point yeah agreed yeah i mean hardy is all pro returner so and making the switch won't necessarily be a bad thing if they feel the need yeah Uh, who else would do it i i guess yeah i think hardy's the best option a lot of times i think teams like to have two returners out there on the field during the kickoffs, not necessarily punts, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't answer that for you. I would like to see more of Hardy in that role. I don't care. Like I see a lot of people like we need to get Sherfield and Hardy more involved. Like, no, we don't. We, we really don't. For whatever reason, they haven't earned that spot yet. Whereas Kincaid, Shakir, Diggs, Cook, those guys have this office needs to go through those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and hit sprinkle in Hardy here and there in Sherfield or whatever. Right. But they're just not getting on the field, and there's a reason for that. So why everybody just assumes that, well, they're really good. They need to be out there. Well, that's okay. Well, they were Maybe they had some good moments in the past, but for some reason they're not getting it done. They were Andy fourth option too. free agents. They were fourth option free agents this summer. We brought them in as depth. I know we paid Hardy a little yeah. bit more but than average, but that's because he has that returnability. So, you yeah. know, that's that's basically what we were paying for. And he had, you know, he had some deep shots that he was hitting in New Orleans last year. But, they, I mean, they were few and far between. He didn't – it's not like he did it eight times a year. I think he maybe did it three, maybe four times. So we paid $5 million basically for a kick returner and a four touch, four touch basically four touchdowns. And that was what we were hoping for out of him, four electric touchdowns. You don't hear anybody clamoring that we paid Naheem that Naheem Hines was making four million dollars to be our second, maybe third running back and kick returner until he got hurt this year. Nobody was clamoring about that. What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, I there's a comment in here, um, kind of a score prediction. So we'll get to that here in a minute because we'll we'll share that one when we get to that point. Um uh, see, here's one from Roy. I'll bet we see a Hardy Jet sweep on Sunday. I'd be for that for sure. Kind of more of that McKenzie role. Yeah, right. And then Ooh. Nick C again agreed. Don't force targets just because they're on the roster, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. they they need to earn the right to get on the field, and they need to earn that trust. And for whatever reason, they haven't done that yet. Yeah. And some of the other guys have. So, and uh, I feel like we have I, tried I, to force. I'm not into just some guys. Yeah, especially Sherfield. I feel like every time he gets on the field, Josh is looking his way first. So, I mean, hey, if they have plays designed, I mean, plays are always designed for certain people, you know, to get certain people open to use their abilities. And if that's just the time, but like it can't be, you can't just trot him out there when the play is designed for him. You also have to trot him out there when he, when it's not designed for him, you know, because otherwise it's the dead giveaway. It's just like, like when we always talk about platooning a player with Kyrie Elam and uh, Christian Benford, if you're if Elam's in there, you know it's going to be man. If Benford's in there, you know it's going to be zone. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things. It's a, it's the same kind of giveaway. Yeah, uh, we're going to throw this one up here really quick uh, because we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. But um, the standings because we're talking about Buffalo's only a game and a half behind. Uh, in the division, they're one and two, so there's still games to be won there. Uh, if they win this weekend, I think that'll go towards a long uh, go a long ways towards this team kind of maybe starting to get things back on track a little bit, start to re- rebuild some of the confidence, and uh, hopefully get rolling. But you got Miami at top six and three. Jets and New England, I think, are pretty much 
Well, I would say definitely New England's an afterthought at this point. Like they're in the mm-hmm. battle for Caleb Williams um, and the draft. We thought, hey, we thought that before when they only had one win. Now they have two. So I ain't <laughs> overlooking nobody anymore. No, I, I know agree. In the way that the Buffalo's been playing, I saw everybody. I agree. I'm just saying they're not going to be a player for the division title. Uh, they're oh, out. Correct. Um, correct. Yeah, the the Jets. I mean, if they beat Buffalo this weekend, obviously they move in front of us at that point. I think right by half a game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they haven't. They have well, had their no. Buy, so yeah, they'd be at uh, tiebreaker. They'd, they'd be right. more than that. In the division, they'd they'd be two and one. We'd be one and three. They'd we'd be at full two games behind them. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'm not looking at the division. Say, I'm talking about because the division oh, title goes oh, well. to the overall record. Now, if there's a tie, it goes to head to head. Hmm. In which case, the Jets would own that tiebreaker since they already beat us. But just based on the win loss record, we'd be a half game behind them. We'd be five and six. They'd be five and five. Correct. So, um, but if it, yeah, if it came down to a tiebreaker, then yeah, we're hosed. <laughs> As we may be hosed by a lot of tiebreakers. It, hmm. We only there's still some games to be won. You got to pray that we own the important one. You know that that's it. Yeah. But what's up with the AFC East? We've all been losers for two weeks now. We've been losers our whole lives, except for the Patriots. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And the and the Dolphins, they had a bye? Yeah. Did they, have, they had a bye, right? They had a bye yeah. last weekend. Right. Screw me, yeah. fantasy. Or else they would have lost too, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. go with Okay, so <clears throat> let's get into, into score predictions. And leading us into that, is uh, Brock Campbell here. We are done, fellas. Rinse and repeat since I was six. Now 40. I'm done with the Bills this year. Total BS. Season is over, and we lose this week 23-10. to 10. Defense has been great Man. to keep us in games. I think that's a large portion of what Bills Mafia is thinking right now, to yeah. be honest. You ain't kidding uh, me. I, I mean, like I said earlier, you know what lady isn't singing yet, but it doesn't look good. I think she's walking up on the stage to get ready. To sing, but he's doing her do re me's right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, score predictions. Uh, you're up first, Ronnie. Um, yeah, there's no other score predictions just yet, but we'll share those. So if you're listening, give us your score prediction, we'll throw them up on the screen. And I will go first this time, and I'm going to say Buffalo wins 21 17. Nice, Mike. Go ahead, very close to my score. Um, which is close to the score of their first matchup this year. Uh, so, yeah, right in that ballpark, I'm going 17-24, Bills. 17-24, I like it. Uh, Roy Collins says Bills in overtime, 9-6. to six. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll take a win, though. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take it, man. I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah. What do you got, Casey? I got 34-21, Buffalo. Woo! Nice. 34? Light them up, huh? Against the yeah. Jets defense, so you you got a lot of confidence in Brady. It's time. It's We're time. still hoping for that that no, get right the game. Dam, I just lost the dam's a, the dam's about to break. It's it's <laughs> one of, well, it's one of those. It's to me, this game is truly gonna go either. We're going to lose the same way we have looked the last five six weeks, or we are gonna like come out and that was truly a spark and we're gonna light it up. Uh, Adrian here says needs to be a blowout or else McDermott's gone. I, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that one. I, I, if McDermott ends up being getting fired from this team, it won't happen until the end of the season. Oh yeah. Correct. I, that's just my thought. I don't see why they would do, you know, in the middle of the year. You think I, we're I, all I crazy understand. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask this question really quick before we get out of here. Um, <clears throat> if, Buffalo wins this game by Casey's score, which would you say 34 to what? 34-21. Yeah. So Buffalo wins this game 34-21. Does that renew your hope in this season? Or are you like, eh, yeah, that was cool, but we still got the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys. That'll be like the side eye. I'll be looking at it like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? And get back. Get back in your room. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? They they back on board if they win thirty four to twenty, twenty one. Are they back on board? 
Yeah, I mean, like, I'll be back on board. I'll tell you, I was holding. I say, are you back on board? I'll be back on board, but it's it doesn't tough sledding. It doesn't take much, Mike. It doesn't. I mean, I I was holding out. I'll be the last one to lose hope, but man, they really they really flipped the script this week for me. So I was I'm really really down on my hopes, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know because it's like that we play one game. You know, we we see this team, how we're different, you know, how things might have changed in the past, you know, over this past week and how we're going to perform. And then and then what everyone sees it and they scout us correctly and they just shut us down again. So <laughs> so until then, I'm not going to talk up to talk them up yeah, too much, if, uh, but I'm not going to bet against if, them. If Buffalo wins 34 to 21, I will be cautiously optimistic. If we there go out go. and we beat Philly, oh, it's on. It is on. Are you kidding? My best friend's team is Philly. If we beat Philly, I will be insufferable. Yeah. We'll all be so on. We'll go from one extreme to the other and be like, here we come. Super Bowl is ours. It was like me texting during that last game. You know, (laughs) the best team in the NFL. We're the best. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. We're a little bit over, but hey, uh, first of all, thank you, everybody. Uh, for listening, hit the like, hit the subscribe, share. Uh, tell your friends, as Casey likes to say. Um, again, you're listening to the Mafia Cast, part of the Buffalo Rumblings uh, Podcast Network. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Tell your friends. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 